when it occurs in the movie, and I'm very impressed. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't even look at that. I'm going to have to pull that up. Um, how yeah, are you? I just found it like a minute ago. <laughs> um, how are you? How is Colorado? Oh my god, it was so fun. I jumped out of a plane. I saw that. It was great. It was a great time. I did get stranded in Chicago for, for 20 hours, but you know what? That's okay. <laughs> did you eat a deep dish pizza while you were there? No, because we spent the whole time in the airport and everything was closed. They did give us pillows, though. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's nice on a yeah. good... Um, no, it was a bad time, but that was the only part of the trip that was a that bad, was a bad time. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fun. I, I, I just booked my flight there in November, so I'm very excited. To Chicago or Colorado? Colorado, Colorado. Okay. Where in Colorado are you going? Denver. Oh, yeah, that's where we stayed. Yeah, I'm like, I have to, like, make my hotel accommodations because... Well, I need to, like, figure out what I'm doing, because one of my best friends, like, grew up there, her mom's from there, um, but her mom is, like, teaching in Columbia for two years. Okay. Uh, but so she still has a house in Colorado, <laughs> so uh, she was good. like, you should go stay in my house since no one's in it right now. I, w- I mean, I was going to say get a hostel, but that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be fun. Yeah, so... Well, we did. We stayed in a hostel, which was nice. But, um, you know, there, there are certain accommodations you don't get. <laughs> right, like privacy. Yeah, like um, your own shower. Is it like... Is it like a gym class shower? No, no, no. Okay. There's just one, but we were eight people to a room. So, who would it was just, like... Just, like, come and go. It was like, if we're lucky, we might be able to take a shower. Yeah, well, no, um, honestly, me and my friend probably took the shower more often than anyone else, because oh. we were, for like the first two days, we were the only girls. So. Oh, so you were like... So it worked out just fine for us. Um, yeah, I have to, I have to figure out what I'm doing, but uh, my girlfriend needs to book her trip, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Stuff. Fun, fun. But yeah, so Goodfellas. Yeah. Classic movie. Had you seen it before? This? Yes. Um, once, and it's not really a movie you forget, I think, but I realized that having only seen it, I saw it once, and like for a long time, I'm like, Goodfellas is like one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. And like, I realized, I'm like, oh, I only saw it once, so I don't recognize a lot of the stuff that happens in it i i think i've seen this before but i didn't remember it that well i remembered it as like a montage like i knew the gist but i didn't really remember the plot so like watching it again was you know it was good because i didn't remember the plot so so it was like i didn't see it before at all yeah but i know i had seen it before yeah it ended up being one of those things that I'm like, okay, cool. Now all this stuff makes sense. Because I had recently watched, like, a video about, like, the historical accuracy of Goodfellas. I was curious about that, too. Do you... Um, how accurate is it? It's exaggerated, 
but it's mostly accurate. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, nothing happens in it where I was like, that doesn't happen. Like, I believe all of it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty real, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think watching it this time around? I like it. I, I think, I mean, I, I definitely have a more, uh, a better appreciation of it now. Yeah. Um, cause when, I think when I saw it, I was like 13 and kind of bored cause it was two and a half hours long. It's long. Um, like, I remember it, not disliking it, but just being like, all right, uh, that's enough. But like, I, I can appreciate I mean, it, it's just, it's good. It's very well made. Probably, like, the one that, like, cemented the this type of movie, like, the way yeah. they are. Um, this is the, when people are talking about crime films, like, this is the one. It's, it's good. And it laid, I don't want to say it laid the groundwork, because there were mob movies before this, most notably The Godfather, probably. Um, it didn't, I don't know if it laid the groundwork, but it definitely, like, cemented it. Yeah, because then after this we got, uh, like, uh, The Departed and, like, The Sopranos and, yeah. like, all that good, fun stuff that, like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a movie that it's very well made, well thought out, and intelligent but fun yeah it's um it has like this very dry sense of humor that i appreciate um and i think it's it's it also like you one could argue that like um all of the the sopranos and all the um the mob movies that came after this and were successful, you could argue that, like, this is the movie that made the mob, like, look cool as hell. Because, oh. <laughs> like, being part of the mob looks super appealing in this movie for a, for a little while. For yeah. some... Not... It's not that it looks appealing to be in the mob, but, like, there's... You the, get there's why people are in the mob. With it. yeah. It's, like, it's, like, kind of glamorous in a way. Um, like, obviously that, like... As it goes on, you start to see that, like, everyone's kind of a sociopath and it's bad, but, like... But you it, still enjoy it, and, like... You, you a, believe that yeah. a person would get into this, and you would understand why someone would choose to do this over something else. It kind of... To, to use another later Scorsese movie, similar to, like, watching The Wolf of Wall Street... Right. You know, you know that... Uh, Jordan Belfort is not a good guy. Same way you know that Joe Pesci and uh, Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro aren't good guys. But, like, there is a certain sense that you're like, yeah, they're bad guys, but, like, they're really good at being bad guys, and it would be fun to be one of them. There is a line um, where he says, like, about, I think, Robert De Niro's character. He said, like, he was the kind of guy who would root for the bad guys in the movies. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what this is trying to emulate. It's it's like they're they're not good people, but there's something really like cool and uh and slick about like the way they carry themselves and the way they talk. I think that's why the mob, the stereotype of the mob being like they're they're like nice guys and they're all buds, but like if you cross them, they'll fuck with you. Like, there's something really, like, 
chill about that. Yeah, and you still see that repeated today. Like, uh, I've been watching Billions, because I'm, like, a middle-aged man. Um, I have not seen Billions, but I know, I, I know the it's, it It's very fun, and um, <laughs> it actually, since it applies, it has the best use of music I think I've seen in a series. And I just say oh. that because it's all punk rock. Um, oh, okay. But, um, but, like, they do the same thing where... What was it? I watched... Was it the season finale of season two last night? Where, like, they have a setup where it's, like, two guys loan someone money and they're, like, sitting in a bar. And he's like, you know, some people, they, they don't think I'm a nice guy. And then... He's like, do you think I'm a nice guy? And then he smacks him, and then he's like, do you think I'm a nice guy? And he's like, yeah, I think you're a nice guy. That's good. uh, You're like, you're not a nice guy, but at the same time, you're like, I want to hang out with you. Yeah, there was something, like, so appealing about their their douchiness. (laughs) It's really... It's one of those weird things, too, that, like, because it's all done with sort of a guise of, you know, oh, this is tradition, or we're family, or things like this. Yeah, you know, it, the Italianness of it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes all those sort of qualities, like, I don't know if makes sense is the word, but like, you know, it's easy to see why you would get wrapped up in that, and that it is sort of glamorous. And there is, like, um, in the mob, like, they often refer to each other depending on, like, what your status is as, like, brother. Yeah. Uncle. Like, that's because it's, you're part of, like, a community that yeah. you're supposed to, like, support each other. But, like, if you, you know, you, you can't, like, cross anyone, but, like, it's, the idea is, like, if all goes well, like, we could be buds. Yeah. And, like, even when they're doing shitty things, they're still... Even, like, right before they're gonna kill someone, they're, like, buddy-buddy with him. Yeah. Um... Because it's pure business. It's just... They're... I mean, they're so, like, desensitized to it that it's... It's not even, like, oh, my friend or my brother. It's, like, well, that's that's the way it goes. That's just how it works. Yeah. Is it... I don't want to say... Is it... In the movie, I forget where someone says, like, oh, yeah, the FBI doesn't announce... The FBI announces that they're... Yeah, that's his line. He's like, the FBI announces that you're there. If Mm. someone's going to whack you, they just... They'll smile with you up until they shoot you. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. No, I do remember. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's it's cool, fun... I don't want to say it's fun. It's not cool either. Killing people isn't good, but no, it's <laughs> but, but you know what I you mean. Cool and fun in this context. Yeah. Um. Once you kill no, enough people, murder is wrong. We should specify yeah. <laughs> for the kids at home. <laughs> um. But you know, it's what? What's the Jim Jeffries joke? You kill one person. You know, once you're past like the first twelve, you might as well just keep killing people. Because well, that, that's same sentence. What this movie is about? Yeah. Um, I will say though, uh, Jim, bleh, 
Joe Pesci's character was the scariest person in the whole oh, movie. Oh, he's terrifying. I didn't. I don't think I realized that when I was when I watched it for the first time. But watching, I agree. It like I think I kind of did, but I, he's probably my favorite character in the movie just because he's he's such a piece of shit. But he has he has a smile on his face for like a big portion of the movie. He doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck about anything or anyone. Like he's like such yeah. a good man. When he shoots, so uh, when he shoots like the kid. When, when he shoots the kid, I forgot that that happened, and I was <laughs> in the first the first time I watched it, and it legitimately was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but everyone else around him was just like, what the fuck? Now we don't have someone to get us drinks. It's not yeah. even like a you know why were you being such an asshole and then you shot him. It was, it's, there's something so funny about, like, a bad person doing a terrible thing, and his colleagues are just like, like, oh, you're kind of a dick, and then they just move on. (laughs) But, like, even, like, the scene in, uh, the restaurant where he just changes on a dime, like, where, uh, Ray Liotta is just like, uh, oh, you're a funny guy, and goes, how? How am I And it's... That's terrifying. It's ter- It's especially terrifying because even though he didn't mean it, that's like insane behavior to just want to fuck with someone by doing that. Because that's the kind of thing that if someone did that to me, I would never trust them again. Oh, that yeah. would be an immediate like red flag. That <laughs> You would be like, I'm never going to tell this person they're funny. I'm not going to laugh. Because <laughs> uh, it's... it's truly terrifying even even as a joke that just knowing that someone can turn it on and off like that yeah and he's so good in this movie and that's a that's a long scene it's very it is and he it's a long scene to the point where i i had seen this before and i know that scene but it was still so tense i spent the whole scene being like fuck when's he gonna when's he gonna stop when does it finish yeah. But yeah. Um, on a Joe Pesci note, I watched this with my girlfriend, who had never <laughs> seen it before. Uh, okay. And, you know, when we were watching it, like, she sees Ray Liotta, and she's like, oh, I like him. I don't know if what she'd seen him in before. But then when Joe Pesci pops up on the screen, she's just like, oh, he's in Home Alone. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it's very kind of... <sighs> Joe Pesci has had a weird career. Honestly, the, the th- even worse than that, I think when I think of Joe Pesci, I think of that the most random reference that on Full House, uh, Dave Coulier found like a potato chip that looked like Joe Pesci and he like tried to sell it. Is that an <laughs> episode of Full House? That was an episode of Full House, unless that was a dream, but like I'm pretty sure it happened. Does he, he, he does an impression too, right? I guess Joe yeah. Pesci is kind of easy to do an impression on. But. He is, but also, like, Uncle Joey wasn't good at impressions, I'm yeah. sorry. He was yeah. not... It, it, he, he did, like, two voices, and it, it, he wasn't that, I mean... Well, that's why he had to get Mr. Woodchuck in later right, seasons. Right, that's why he got a puppet. Because then he could just do whatever voice. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, Joe Pet. I, more recently, I've thought of... Did you see Horace and Pete? No, I didn't. It's It's weird. It's... I don't, I, I try to recommend it to people, but I, I also, 
acknowledge that it's really I have, I've been weird. curious about it. I've heard mixed things. Um, and also now that it, it's a Louis C.K. project, uh, yeah. it's, it's even more controversial. But uh, Joe Pesci was... Suppo- one of the roles on the show was written for Joe Pesci. And, like... I just know that because I fanned out and I watched all the Louis C.K. interviews he did around the time. He's like, yeah, that was supposed to be Joe Pesci. And, like... And it's not Joe Pesci? It's not. It's uh, Alan Alda. But, like, you could just watch it and you'd you'd be like, oh, shit, this would be perfect for Joe Pesci. Because it's almost like a continuation of him in Goodfellas. Well, he, I mean, do... If you do something well, keep doing it, yeah. you know? Just play the same character. Because I, I do enjoy this character. Yeah. It's uh. even... I'd even argue that, like, when he plays uh, Vinny in My Cousin Vinny, it's sort of a similar character. It's just, like, a comedic version of it. A, a lighter version. Yeah. He, he does yeah. the same character a lot. Like, it's another movie I haven't seen in a while, but I remember liking a lot. It's fun. It's a good mm-hmm. time. Lots of laughs. Good time. Watched it on friends like class. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, I guess I can see that. <laughs> yeah. We had to learn about the law. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci is probably the most fun to watch in this. I think so. Yeah. And it's like, it's also, this is a movie where... Um, there are so many characters, like, yeah. so many people who come and go and get killed off at a breakneck pace, um, and he's one of the ones that you kind of, like, cling to, and when he dies, it's legitimately shocking. It's not sad, because he's a, he's, he's like, a, a, he's a shit. It's not But a you sad weren't expecting death. to see it. You weren't expecting it, you kind of thought he was one of the ones that would continue, because he's such a, like, prominent face of this movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I feel like he, not that the other characters are one-dimensional, but he he has variations where, like, I'd, I'd say the two, the well, the three other main characters would be uh, Ray Liotta's Hank Hill, uh, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. and Lorraine Bracco as... Yeah. Ray Liotta's wife. And, like, Lorraine Bracco does the whole emotional spectrum, but Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro don't explore a whole lot of different emotions, I feel. I mean, yeah, to be fair, that's, like, kind of part of the character, is just, like, having two faces and uh, being very, like, stoic and not... uh, They're very laid-back, cool... Yeah. And that's not to say that they're bad performances or they're bad characters. No, but, but like, um, that's that's why Joe Pesci is the star of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah, because any scene I could think of that like Ray Liotta really kind of lets rip, he still kind of he still feels like a cool mobster where like Joe Pesci can kind of be goofy and yeah, I I do like the scenes of uh, Joe Pesci at his mom's house. 
And, and he's like, like, Mom, I want to see you more, but... Just being, like, incredibly sweet to her, and then immediately hiding a dead body, which is outside of yeah. her house. <laughs> it's good. It, it, that's and then she believes thing. him when he says, like, I hit a deer. <laughs> like, why would... We hit a deer. <laughs> like, I, I think she knows she's just being a supportive mom. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like... I feel like that's kind of a part of every mob show or movie or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's like this commitment to family and yeah, uh, uh, like they they they're not like between work and um, home life is such a stark yeah. difference. It's also it's a really male centric world. Yeah, for sure. Like you know you. This and, like, The Sopranos do a pretty good job of exploring, like, the female perspective a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, the mob stuff is usually just between guys, except for at the end when they're smuggling drugs. Yeah, and I do like, I, I like Karen in this movie. Yeah. Like, I think, she doesn't do nothing. Yeah, um, the scene where she's pointing the gun at Ray Liotta is... That's great. Also, like, I I love the cliche of, like, the... Uh, not just in mob movies, but, like, the wife of the protagonist with, like, a super thick New York accent yelling yeah. at him. That's just something that I always <laughs> like seeing <laughs> for some reason. It's fun. And especially yeah. when she goes over to the the Guma's house and she's like are you in there like (laughs) like, honestly there's nothing more fun than like if you're yelling or ranting just like go slipping into that accent like just for just as a goof if i'm like if i'm roasting someone i'll i'll just like go into a brooklyn accent and that'll drive my point home across (laughs) i think yeah it's 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 a strong voice it's a good one to be like what's what's this fucking guy's problem you know. mm-hmm. yeah. It also reminds me of my extended family. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not Italian, but New York. Yeah, my my dad's got a little bit of a Bronx accent. And... Oh, my! I like in my dad like didn't realize how bad his New York accent was until we went to North Carolina, and everyone was like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> He's like the loudest person in the world, and he he talks like half the people in this movie. <laughs> That's funny. My dad's is like noticeable to like. I think when I like bring people over and they meet my dad, they're just like, "Oh, your dad's really from New York." <laughs> oh my God, I informed my mom like a month ago that she has an accent. She was legitimately like, "No, I don't," and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> What's funny, though, is, like, my, my mom's from the same part of the Bronx as my dad is, and I don't think my mom has an accent. Maybe I just don't notice it. Maybe it's a dad thing. Maybe. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just, being, just generally holding that New York... Uh, yeah. I think I've just been desensitized to accents, because my girlfriend's Irish, so she has an accent. And, an Irish accent? Yeah. Oh, uh, she's like from Ireland, <laughs> not right, right. not like I would say I'm Irish, but like, so like I don't really like 
I've told her, I'm like, I don't know if your accent's just fading or I just don't notice it as much. And she said, like, oh, when I talk to my family back home, they they tell me they <laughs> say I mm-hmm. sound American. But, yeah, I think that that's desensitizing. Maybe my mom does have an accent. I'll be like, mom, say a couple things for me. You're used to it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know where to go. From where did we get? What? Um, uh, I mean, want to trans transition to the soundtrack? Uh, yeah. Um. So, this is a movie that it ends up on like every iconic soundtracks list. Yeah. And it does have a good one, but I would also make the case it doesn't like. St- stand out in the movie no um it is a good soundtrack i think the reason it's on these lists is because the way martin scorsese picked the songs was very like methodical and um although you don't know that at least i don't know that until you uh find out afterwards like during the movie it's hard to notice like oh I get why he picked this song because it has this line and that matches whatever's happening. Cause that's kind of what he tried to do. Okay. And yeah. maybe he like, um, with specific it, cause it's not, it's not just that he was picking songs that match the mood of the scene. Um, he was picking songs that were popular at the time yeah. and kind of, express what's going on in the scene i i don't think that always happens for sure but like um that's what he attempted to do yeah and it's when i think of other scorsese movies that i really like that also have big soundtracks i do end up thinking that the songs i like end up sticking out where mm-hmm. in this, there are a couple moments, Gimme Shelter st- stands out yep. um, as a big one. There's all the scenes where people are singing and things like that. But, like, you could walk out of this movie and be like, I didn't realize that all of these were in it. Even just, like, looking at this song list, I'm like... There's I'm so like, much. Oh, Magic Bus by The Who was in this, or, you know. And part of it is the rule that, like, he, Martin Scorsese, made for himself, which was the music has to have been popular at the time, and it can't, like, if this, it has to match the year of the scene taking place. Yeah. It can't have been made after that. Right. But, um, I mean,. That makes sense, but that also kind of blends everything together, and just so it just feels like where a ex- lot of stuff is very similar. Music. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I'd watched the credits now because I just saw the Sid Vicious version of My Way is on it, which <laughs> it's my favorite. That would be the one. I guess it's the credits. It could be whatever. But yeah. Um, so I don't. Do you I have mean, any standout musical moments? Not really. Um, I don't know. Like, these are all songs I like, if you, like, go through, um, at least the ones I know that I like. Yeah. Because um, I don't know every song on this list. Yeah. But, like, the, um, 
I, but I wouldn't really notice them if I didn't like scrutinize it and like look at the, the list that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, um, I got it up too. <laughs> and a lot of it, especially like in the first half of the movie-ish, um, or even like a lot of the movie too, is is just like uh, like fifties or sixties yeah. pop. Um, and a lot of that kind of blends together. Like uh, the the Ronettes, I think, are in this. <laughs> like like the or some fifties um, girl group that's like very dated. Yeah, I'm looking at like the Crystals, the Crystals, followed by the Chantels, and then shortly after you get the Shangri Las. Yeah. Which like, you know. All good, all fine songs, but at the same time, you're also just kind of like, okay, these are all not. I don't want to say they're the same song, but yeah, well, no, I, I, they sound similar, but also it's like, it's just a different approach to just having the score um, match the tone of the yeah. scene. He doesn't really do that because a lot of these are like super upbeat pop music. Yeah. And, I, and, um, like, you know, murders happening. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? But I, I would also make the case that, like, if you were going to kill someone, you're not going to change the song on the radio. <laughs> no, that's what I like yeah, about it. Like, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a really good choice and, yeah. like, kind of a risky choice, even. But it's also probably how all those hits happened, too. <laughs> Yeah, people like, were just murdering each other and just like, oh, turning shit. up the volume. Yeah. Um, but that would also be like if you made a movie about my life and just like the Black Eyed Peas are playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have, have you witnessed a lot of murders? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got uh, like two. But I made sure thing. the songs that we're playing were good ones. Yeah. I did the baby driver thing where I was like, hold on, and then I turned up the Missy Elliott. <laughs> you rewound it to sync up better. Guys, stop. Like, do it again. Relax. Hold on. Juicy's yeah. playing. Let me put on machine gun funk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They, it's got a lot of good songs that nothing, there's nothing objectionable in this. Um, no. No, there yeah. isn't. Um, I, there is one song that I, like, recognized when I heard it, um, because I hate it so much, but it fit the scene. Like, it, What song was it? It made sense. Um, I forgot the name of the song, but it always comes up when you look up, like, um, most sexist songs ever written. (laughs) Um, and it's, the, the lyrics are basically, like, like, just because you're married doesn't mean you don't try anymore um so like pretty and like make dinner (laughs) like that is like literally what it's about and Um, i think it plays while karen is like showing off the house okay i don't think that's megan trainer's dear future husband but (laughs) that is what you just described (laughs) it's a similar uh i oh it's called wives and lovers by Jack Jones, okay. um, and it's it's so like 
like nice sounding if you don't listen to the words. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna put that. But I'm gonna listen to that after we finish. It's it's so cringy now. It's a song that would never be written after right. 1970. But I I know the scene that you're talking about, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that that fit like because I can picture it, like yeah, just from the description. I'm like, okay, that. Like, well, that's something Trump. to be said about the soundtrack. Yeah. You can picture that scene and you like, kind of know the song. Yeah, like, not know it exactly, but I'm like, I kind of know the mood and I know that's not a murder scene. So, no, it's not. So, um, I think that it's intentionally bucolic. Um, yeah. So. I just, that was one of the, because so many of the songs, like, like, I would know them, but not necessarily uh, point them out. Like, because right. they they do flow very well in the movie. Like the movie is this rhythm that I think the music keeps up yeah. uh, really nicely. Um, but that was the moment where I was like, Oh, this fucking song, but it, it's used very well. Right. It's used to the effect it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's an interesting point in the movie. Just cause looking at this list, you could kind of see the shift from when it kind of goes to, like, a fun sort of whatever mob movie to, a uh, intense. I guess it's yeah. always intense, it's, but... It's, like, kind of subtle, the way yeah. the order in which the songs happen. Like, I think it's pretty clever, the way this was made. Um, but it's, yeah, you know, it's not... It's not something you would necessarily notice upon first viewing. Right. At least I wouldn't, because I don't... I, I'm not that well-versed in, like, 60s pop music. Right. Because, like, I just kind of looking at it, at the list, I guess the shift is when it goes from Tony Bennett to the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Just because it's, it, like, and it goes smoothly into that. It's not like, uh, oh, we're going to play, like, acoustic ballads and then, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Metallica. Would have... Uh, actually, would it have? There were some 80s I don't scenes. They, they wouldn't well, have, but... <laughs> not in this movie. Maybe another mob movie. <laughs> it's like a Sopranos thing. <laughs> I guess so. When, uh, Junior... Have you watched The Sopranos? I've only, like, two and a half episodes. Like, I ne- I've never gotten into it. There's, I want to say it's like a middle season where his kid has like a goth phase and it's really funny just because like, he's like supposed to be like 15 and like, he's wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt and then he's just like, there is a scene where he tries to kill himself and it's sad, but at the same time you're like, oh, this isn't the way the mob works. I do, I, I do want to uh, get into the Sopranos. I, <laughs> there are like, there are some things that I feel like I've missed the boat on, even though like you know, um, time, time, time is gonna keep passing. Like, time is. I can't just. I could not have gotten into the Sopranos when it came out. <laughs> I didn't either. I watched it my sophomore. Uh, I watched the Sopranos and I watched this for the first time my sophomore year of college. Um, and I think that's why I was able to get very into both. Um, I also had a night that I got blackout drunk 
possibly drugged too, but we don't know that, um, where I told people that I was in the mafia. Okay. Um, and that was a fun night. So, mm-hmm. don't... That was... <laughs> it could be either you were uh, lying or you, like, confessed the truth, finally. Um, I'm pretty sure I was lying. <laughs> but... Okay. All right. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I wish I was telling. I don't wish I was telling. If I was telling the truth, I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't think anyone in the mom's allowed to have a podcast. That's just, like, an unwritten rule. Maybe they could. I'm sure. <laughs> There's podcasts for everything. I listen to a podcast made inside a prison. No, they don't. Um, uh, someone in the mob wouldn't have a podcast about the mob. It would be about, like, something really it would be like. It would be, like, just about Italian restaurants. Yeah, or not like, even that obvious. It would just be about, like, macrame. <laughs> like, something way off. It would be Tony, like watching. So- Tony Soprano's kid making a Marilyn Manson podcast. Yeah. But then he would be like, my ma, she made some good sauce this weekend. <laughs> and then I went to my room and I, I listened to Antichrist Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think that the soundtrack is good. It's got, it's also got a mix of like some of the more like, I don't know what the right word would be. Because I don't I don't think these are all necessarily opera, but there are a couple, like, there are a couple songs that are kind of super stereotypically, like, Italian restaurant songs. Sorry, it got delayed. Okay, the, um, <laughs> say, say that last part again. <laughs> there are some songs that, like, you hear in the movie that you're like, oh, this is, like, I go to an Italian restaurant. I I want to hear this song. Yeah, some sometimes if I'm like at an Italian restaurant and I hear music like that, like that specific type of Italian music, I think like this restaurant is run by the mob, for sure. <laughs> Even though that's probably not fair at all and a huge stereotype. <laughs> that's just the first well, thought that be. comes to mind. The mafia still exists. I think it does. Um, no, it does. Oh, I know it does. Okay, <laughs> but. Um, um, they're gonna come I, after I really... you, not me, um, because I said I think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're all listening right now. Um, I do remember, it, I have, like, such a distinct memory in high school, uh, uh, we were, I was with a group of friends, and we were talking about the mob, and one of my friends legitimately thought that the mob was a fictional concept and only in movies, oh. and we broke it to her that it's real, and it freaked her out. <laughs> Well, it is kind of, my dad told me a story once. Granted, my, my dad likes to tell tall tales. Um, but, like, he told me a story once that, like, was sort of a young encounter that, like, I don't want to say I had with the mob, but sort of. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I, the only way I, My dad said when he coached my t-ball team, there was a guy who he was like a parent of a kid on the team uh and like my dad's like yeah he was a real like mob guy and he said like at one point like a kid hit another hit his kid in the head with like a bat or something 
and like he grabbed the kid and started walking That's... towards like the woods and was like we're going in and only one of us is coming out and I'm like which doesn't totally sound real but I also don't know why my dad would make that up to me That's... If that's true, then that's 100% true that it was. <laughs> that yeah. he was in the mob. <laughs> I did. I, I, so a couple years ago, or like not even that long ago, just like two years ago, I, um, uh, so my mom's boyfriend needed like an assistant for the day to like help drill holes at this construction site. So that was me. So we drove drove upstate, and I went to, like, uh, drill holes in the construction site, and there were these two guys, an older guy and a younger guy, and they were, like, really nice, and I didn't interact with them that much, Um, and they were referring to each other as, like, like uncle and cousin, and afterwards, I didn't think about this, we got in the car, and he was like, you know they're not actually, like, like, uncle. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, I see it now. Were they, like, in suits, like, at a construction site? No, but, uh, it does seem like the type of business. (laughs) Well, yeah, if someone, like, that's a giveaway. If someone's like, oh, yeah, my dad works in construction, and then, like, they have a fucking mansion. (laughs) It's like, oh, your dad's in the mafia, cool. Very briefly worked at a bowling alley. And, and it was mob run. I think it was. I that's just he he didn't interview me. He hired me on the spot. He handed me a soda. He was wearing like a big sweater and he had like a really thick accent. And then I found out later that he's like a millionaire. Oh yeah, that's you totally worked at a mob bowling alley. I only worked there for, like, two days because I, I couldn't, like, count change right, and I got nervous when I left. Uh, well, that's better than, <laughs> than if it's you also, were... It was a bowling alley slash uh, karaoke bar. That sounds like a mob. They, they only had, like, two employees, and they were related to each other. <laughs> um, I should go back and see if they'll rehire me. My little brother texted my family, like... It was a picture of, like, just, like, three $50 bills once, and, uh, he said, uh, this is my cut for cutting copper from the guy who bought it, and then my mom's like, wow, they're very nice to you, I hope you're not doing anything illegal, um, (laughs) and then I wrote, good to know you're suspicious too, mom, and then she wrote, are you suspicious? And then I actually sent her um, a gif from this movie of Robert De Niro saying, never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, so I think my brother cut copper for the mafia. But well, he said not stealing or illegal I guess as far is, as I know. This is the time you rat him out. <laughs> um, well, no, he said it wasn't stealing or illegal as far as he knew. But, you know. As he knew. Because he didn't want to rat out on his friends. No, I just had, I don't know, the country, working at a country club, I didn't get any of those fun mafia experiences. I just got, No, maybe that's not where they hang. No, I just got, like, waspy people. Wasps aren't in the mob. No. (laughs) They're not. No, they just, like, I don't know, I'm convinced they, they do other terrible things, but. Yeah, but not the mob. Oh yeah, they, they do terrible things all the time, I <laughs> um, bet. But yeah, 
So yeah, it's a fun mob movie. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. And like, I know you said it was long when you watched it when you were younger, but I think it's like a fast two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, it is long, probably longer than it needs to be, but, um, but, like, Scorsese's really good at pacing, like, it just, it, it doesn't feel, I felt the same way about Wolf of Wall Street, which is, like, I have mixed feelings about it in general, but, like, when people complain that it's long, like, I don't know, like, it wasn't boring. Yeah. I I was, I was in it, like. It's a fast three hours. It's, it's very fast, considering it was three hours long. Yeah. You're like, you know, it's like the type of movie that, like, if you went into a theater in the afternoon and came out, like, nighttime, you'd be like, shit, were we really in there for three hours? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought it's a fun movie. I don't know. I think so. I Um, like it. I wanted to, I, so I didn't do my weird trivia research. Um, I didn't realize that the one guy was Samuel L. Jackson. What one guy? The, the black guy. Oh! <laughs> that they kill. Um, the only oh, black guy. Oh, that Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah! Oh, damn. I yeah. Didn't even... Samuel L. Jackson's in this for, like, a minute. Um, damn. Missed that. Um, I think that, this is one of those movies that there's probably guys in this that, like, actually had mob connections, but I don't know any off the top of my head. (laughs) Robert De Niro himself. Robert De Niro. I think, I think that Joe Pesci scene Martin Scorsese said was a thing that actually happened to him when he was younger. What? Which, which one? Uh, where someone was like, oh, you think I'm funny? Oh. So. Well, yeah, I could see that. That's a traumatic experience, (laughs) Yeah. Having that interaction with a scary person. Oh, uh, fuck, who did he play in this? Tony Stacks. I don't know who that is. Who? Uh, the... the character's name is Tony Stacks. Oh. But, uh, that guy was a... No, I, don't I think that. he was a real mobster. And then, like, became an actor. He looked like he could be. Yeah, he was... <laughs> Wikipedia oh. picture is very, uh, uh, incriminating. <laughs> yeah. And he was Polly Walnuts in, uh, The Sopranos, so. Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts. That's another okay. fun thing about the mob, is they got good nicknames. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you need nicknames when you're all named Polly. It's Polly Walnuts. <laughs> there was a scene where he was like, everyone here is named Polly or Pete. Yeah. Oh, and they were. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's a thing you don't really see anymore as much of, I don't think. People named Polly? Just, like, I feel like my parents always talk about, they're like, oh, yeah, everyone's named, like, this or that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, yeah, my friends have different names. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, know, I, I know, like, Five mics and twenty Sarahs. <laughs> yeah. My... I mean, I, I know a lot, but I I limit my friends where I can only know one of each. Yeah, it's <laughs> you get introduced <laughs> to someone and you're like, oh, you seem really chill, but like I already but know I, a Steve. I I already know a that Steve. That slot has been filled, and I don't want it to get confused. Or I'll be like, are you okay with Stevie? 
Yeah. And then they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Why, that's why all of the Sarahs in my life, I don't call them Sarah. They all have nicknames, or I call them by their last name. Right. <laughs> Which I think they're fine with. Yeah, it'd be funnier if you just called them all the same different name. <laughs> People like, I don't, want, I don't like Sarah. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Sandra, just to like <laughs> mix it up. For too many of you. But yeah. Jimmy Conway. Henry Hill. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I think we kind of ran through everything. Think so? Do you, uh, do you have anything else? Not really. Yeah. I like this movie. Yeah, it's a good one. I think that, like, it's just one of those movies that pretty much everything has been said. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta read the book. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I haven't read the book. But, yeah. Um, I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say 